0: Hey everyone! This is Chris and Sandy ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. Yeah. We got Aria Brooks coming on the show. She's, as you see, she's right there. She's doing some great things out there in the acting world, in the singing world, and all that. And she she's the total package. Um, Lil Chris is excited about this one. Yes, too, he is because he watches Super a show excited. called all of that. And she's the lead in that.
1: Yeah. So,
0: you know, he's excited about that. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's done some great things and we're definitely excited to kind of talk about her story a little bit and yeah. where she's going and just see where this goes. So welcome to the show today.
1: Yes. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's oh, thank you definitely our here. pleasure.
0: You know, definitely excited to have you on and just talk numbers and stuff and what, and what's going on. So, one thing I like to do on the show this year and hopefully next year I won't have to do this as much. Hopefully, not. <laughs> but as you know, it's a rough year for the entertainment industry. Yes. How has COVID affected what you do and what have you done this year to kind of maneuver through that?
1: Well, COVID yes, it's definitely affected all of our lives, especially like as an entertainer cuz like I was temporarily in LA to film all that and mm-hmm. That's that's where I was for a while but then when covid happened of course I had to come back I came back to Georgia so I had to relocate it was a temporary relocation type thing and I got to come back yeah. home which was I'm glad I got to come back home but I was not yeah. expecting to be here for like 9 months or however long it's uh-huh. gone on so it it did impact my career not being able to go places which is a big part of acting going to this place and this screening so it's a big part of being a performer so it heavily affected me um and of course at first everything was closed things are starting to open up now and Mm. people way to maneuver it so i find myself a lot busier remotely now but at first i was trying to find things for myself to do like um on instagram keeping people active on my page and whatnot so i like an Ask Aria live series where I interview sure. people and I just did different things like that. I did a lot of writing because I didn't want to leave the quarantine and I just didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. figured, okay, yeah. we're not going to be here for two weeks. It's going to be <laughs> more than that, obviously. This is you don't want to lose year of your life. That's right. <laughs> it's I, I was definitely trying to be productive and I think I have been. I've been writing a lot, specifically focusing on things I might not have been able to focus on as much before. Yeah. Um, and now things are picking back up a little bit by doing remote things through zoom and whatnot.
0: And, you know, that's like with us for the show, you know, we launched this show January 3rd of this year. Yes. And you know, our original plan was a hundred interviews our first year. We thought, you know what, if we could do a hundred interviews, um, there's not too many hosts that I know that can say they've done a hundred interviews from a show. They started from scratch their first year and then COVID happens. Yes. And I told you, yeah. hey, you know what, you scratch that plan because um artists actors all that are going to need a place to talk and we're going to give them that platform and be because of that you are interview number 300 yes and
1: that was our goal after like exactly 300 exactly 300 on the dot so (laughs) so that is amazing
0: so so it was crazy that how Mm -hmm. this lined up because again in fact, 300 was supposed to happen about two weeks ago. It
1: was. And uh, just
0: in the last two weeks, and I got sick. And in fact, I got yes. a COVID test. I really thought I had COVID. Yeah.
1: And, and you
0: know, it's 2020 when they tell you it's not COVID. It's it, you got an, a very bad upper respiratory virus. And you're like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> like <once laughs> You get that fear like random. You sneeze once and you're like, whoa. Yes. And you're like, um, step back for a minute. It's it's scary times right now. It is. Absolutely. So,
0: you know, a lot of people would probably ask, because I know you're young, and all, when did you know you wanted to act and sing and all that? I always like to go a little deeper than that. Um, when did it click that this could actually be a career for you?
1: Well, yeah, I, I agree. That is a question I get asked a lot. And I feel like I knew from the beginning this was something I loved, but I feel like, like from the beginning of my life. But like, I feel like it wasn't until I was like 10 years old when I realized like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna do this as a career. Like growing up, this was like, I, I feel like I remember times where I would be like, I, I like musical theater, I like singing and all this stuff. But the older I got, I was like, oh, this is what people are doing for real. You can like make this your livelihood. So then that was about, about I wanna say when I was 10 years old um, and I was like, I wanna do TV and film. Oh, wow. I want to do the rest of my life and just, that's been going strong for four years. So I finally, I'm sure I you had, had a lot of critics, critics at the I think more so, it was, my family was very supportive of it. I'm very How glad because the- they like, they were able to just kind of put their lives on hold so I could live out my dreams. And yeah. it was a lot and it still is a lot, but we're getting through it. And we're, the more, the longer you're in something, obviously, mm, yeah. or you're gonna adapt to it and you're gonna become used to that. So like I said, we're getting used to it, but I feel like the critics didn't really come until I got deeper into my career. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, cause like it was when I started getting my name out there and more people knew who I was, that's when like, there are a lot of people who support me and they say, oh my gosh, I, I love what you're doing. But then there's the people who, don't do that the more exposure you get, which is kind of what I prepared myself for. Technically, I don't like to say that's what I signed up for because it's not. I signed up <laughs> to love it. but at the same time, that's it's almost like that was the fine print in a way. It's it comes with the territory.
0: And let's talk about that side of it on a as you know, a lot of people they see the glory of like a Brad Pitt and the other big stars or like a Blake Shelton on the music side. Mm-hmm. They don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it yes. takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level with acting and music and all that. So, and I always say that because you're doing, since I know you're doing both, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, and I think that enough people don't want to, don't talk about this side of it. So I always said on our show, we're going to talk about it because I want people to know the real yeah, truth. Important of what it really takes, of what artists, what actors go through just to get that. I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us there. And this will be an artist story. So you'll still be able to relate. And I think it goes both ways. But I remember in 2014, we interviewed a girl named Allison Steele from Two Steele Girls. And at that time, they were full time with music. And I asked Allison, what advice would she give an up and coming artist? I'll never forget what she said. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full time. But if your heart will allow you to do anything else, if you can see yourself doing something else go do that and just keep music as a hobby she says because the moment you want it to be a career everybody kind of kinds of owns a piece of you you no longer own your own life then on top of that your friends they invite you to weddings to cookouts to weekends to get the holidays to all that your friends and relatives but when you're in that grind mode you can't say no to gigs and you definitely can't cancel once you got gigs and and a lot of times your friends don't understand that side of it because they live regular lives And as an actor and artist, you don't. Then your family has to sacrifice like what you said a while ago. Um, Your family has to kind of kick you out the door a little bit and be willing to let you go and sacrifice their whole lives so that you can kind of have that chance. But then she added. But if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it. Cause I think that enough people don't hear that side.
1: I definitely, definitely agree with that. It's, I feel like if this is not something like, if you like to sing every now and then this, this has to be like a 24 seven or singing, acting, anything. This has to be what you enjoy doing like forever. This cause it's not, once you kind of get into it, And like there's so much behind the scenes. It's more than just like, oh, I auditioned and then I got on this show. No, there's stuff you have to sign and all types of stuff, deals, all that stuff. So you have to know that this is what you want to do. I feel like a lot of times, specifically in like movie and TV shows and stuff like that, it's like glamorized. Like if you ever see like a scene um, in a movie you're watching and it's of this actor and she's on set or he's on set. Yeah. That's never how it goes. And I always, (laughs) now I cringe watching them whenever I see (laughs) someone playing an actor in like a movie or something Mm -hmm. and they're calling shots or doing different things like that. I'm like, that's not, that is not what it's like. It's, it's not all glamorous. I will say I am blessed and I'm glad for the, I'm grateful for the life I live, Mm -hmm. but it's not, Mm -hmm. it, it takes like all that glamour. It's five minutes of glamour, but like, probably five years of working hard to get there, you know? So you have Mm -hmm. to, it has to be something that you really enjoy doing. You have to enjoy the work, not just like the glamorized part of it.
0: And and that's even like artists, you know, when we, if we have so many artists on the show, they talk about, Mm -hmm. yeah, people see you on stage and they think you're having all this fun and you are. During that two hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Outside of that is where all the work, like even with the show, you know, when we bring people like you on, we love this this part. part. This is the most fun. I mean, this is the easiest part is talking to people like you, because again, you make it so easy anyway. Mm -hmm. And so this is the easiest part. Yeah, but outside of this is where the struggle comes, where you're trying to book this and book that and balance this and balance that mm-hmm. and make sure that you don't overbook this and overbook that. And, right. and then getting rejection and rejection of, nope, they won't come on. Nope, they won't come on. Yeah. So yeah. so we also get, are almost on the same um, range that y'all are, just a different platform right. because we're trying to be the Bobby Bones and a Ty Bentley or the Ryan Seacrest out there as a show.
1: Right it's definitely The behind the scenes stuff that no one really Sees that's where like without the behind The scenes there would be Nothing it's there's so much That goes into it and I learned that Even like as an actor Because Mm -hmm. like I am a part of the behind The scene process in movies or shows or whatever But I'm about Maybe a quarter of it there is so Much other stuff that happens when the actor is Not there to prepare them and to Prepare to have the actor like there's just so so much that goes into watching a movie or whatever it may be Mm
0: -hmm. so since you've been acting what's surprised you the most
1: i think i think probably it may tie back to that i always i didn't i never really thought that it would be this super happy-go-lucky all the time but Mm -hmm. i i don't think i fully i i don't you can never really prepare yourself it I don't think. I think that's the best way to word it. Cause like coming into this, I feel like you your expectations are too high, or at least mine were. My expectations were really, really high for how everything would work and how like when you'd even something as small as when you'd book your first role. Like you, I've had mm-hmm. so many auditions, I'll be like, oh, I love that. We got it in the bag. It's perfect. It fits me. And then you don't get it. And it's so yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's the thing that's kept me going is because, of course, I love this and this is what I love to do. Like, OK, let's just go because eventually I'll get a yes. Right. Um, so I think that was the part I was most surprised about, surprised about that. It's not exactly how you expect it to be. It it wasn't how I expected it at all. But I'm still great. Yeah. Yeah. I still love it. Once you learn now, you're like, oh, OK, this is how it goes. Here's how I can maneuver it now, now that I know what really goes on and I can still have a good time with it.
0: Would you say, you know, with you being such a young actress, that that was one of the most difficult parts of the rejection side? Because, you know, uh, that, I think, that, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to be rejected. I don't care what age they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and you signed, kind of signed up for this. In a, right. sort of, you know? mm-hmm. So, you know, like you were just saying, it's the rejection. So tell us about that, a little bit about that side. of Because, again, I want people to really get the grip of what, are, what actors like you go through on a daily right. basis?
1: I think the rejection—I won't say it's the hardest part, but it's definitely up there. It, at first, it kind of really bothers you because you feel like you're wrong or you're doing something yeah. wrong. Like what? And you try to figure it out because no, no casting director, no, no matter like whatever you do, no one's going to tell you in this business why you didn't book a role or why they didn't pick you for something. You just yeah. you know, some there may be. I could count on probably like one hand, how many auditions I've had. And they like emailed back and said, you didn't get it. Sometimes they just don't say anything. Wow. Wow. They'll say something. If you got it, if you didn't, they just don't say anything. So it's kind of hard because like, let's say I like I live, I'm in Georgia right now. So if there's something in Canada and they say, like, they don't say anything back. We're kind of like, we may have to change our entire lives and move to move to Canada, but we don't know. And they don't give you enough, so it's Mm -hmm. really difficult. It's almost like living on the edge because you're like, I don't know when is when do we go? Do we not go? It's it's very very unpredictable, and so the rejection it can be difficult sometimes because it can kind of not ruin plans, but it can affect certain things that are put in place, you know. So it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely difficult,
0: and it makes it tough to plan. Yes, it makes it. (laughs) (laughs) and and then that gets destroyed and then you don't get it. So then it's like, it's like a double-edged sword.
1: Right. And then you get sometimes like, I, I don't get my hopes up anymore, but I used to get my hopes up about auditions. Like, Oh, if I book, I get to go here and I get to do this and I get to meet this person. And then you don't book it and it's like, Oh man, (laughs) but I don't do that anymore. That was early on. I've learned. It's like you do the audition, give it your all. And then almost you forget about it. And if they call you like, oh, OK, thank you. This is great. You know, you have to remember it when they call you because you the rejection can be a lot sometimes.
0: And I definitely get where you're coming from. Now, granted, this is a little different, you know, because, of course, you're rejecting face to face type thing in the most cases. But for even for the show, you know, I email probably a thousand a month people Oh, definitely. To try to get people on the mm-hmm. show. And like you said, it's like, well, why don't they even respond? You yeah, know, like, there are people, no. I, you know, I don't have a pro. You know, I'll be honest. If, if they said, look, you know, right now is not the right time for them to come on yours. I'm okay with that. Right. But to not like, no, be honest, I've used the not responding in my favor. Because what I do now is if it's yeah. someone I really want, I'll email every, if they don't respond, I'll email every month. And it has worked. And, 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 and I've gotten some guests where we really want it on. And then all of a sudden that email hits the right time. I've just like the fifth, sixth time I've emailed them. And then they just, they had a spot for that artist that got canceled. Mm-hmm. Say so okay, what? And then they're like, okay, if you can do this time, they can come on. Yes. Okay. Book done. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's a, it's a week, you know, because we email back and forth, you know, but again, like you said, it's like, why don't they just respond sometimes? Sometimes I just wish they would respond. So I really get where you're coming from on that part. We do.
1: Yeah, that, the clarity is needed sometimes.
0: Um, so we talked about the sacrifice side a little bit. And, and in like I said, I always want to talk about that. Let's talk about now the other side, some of the different things you've done. Tell us some of the different things. And we'll start with all of that. How did that role happen?
1: Well, all that I got the audition um, October like October September October of 2019, and I got the audition. It at the time it was like a to bring on a new cast member for all that, and we were super excited because oh, wow. my mom watched all that growing up, and my aunt yeah. did, and so they grew up on it. So they were super excited. I was like, oh, I've heard of the reboot too. So like, I was really excited. So I had to do, um, I had to come up with sketch characters, a couple sketch characters, and then read these lines that they gave us. And so I, we spent a couple days, like two days or so trying to figure out what characters I was going to do. Cause like, when I tell you it bounced everywhere, like it has to be perfect. What do I do? And we were finding characters I did years ago. Like maybe we can polish this. No, it was just, it was a lot. And we picked my like four or so characters. We submitted it, and we like went all out. I had costumes for yeah. each one wow. and props. It was just to make it feel like they were really there, and it was a lot Not
0: of fun. That yeah,
1: it was it was very very fun because normally for auditions you don't do that. So for this <laughs> one, I was like, okay, let's do it. This is so much fun. And then um, we got the call back a couple of days later, and or we, we got notified that they wanted me to come back for a callback. And so like the next week or so, we went back, we went to California for the callback and um, I was doing it. And I I had a lot of fun when I was in the audition too. So I was just having the time of my life during this whole process. And then they said, the producers really liked you. Let's bring you in for a test and like a screen test in front of network executives of Nickelodeon wow. the callback with producers of just all that of just the show The screen test was like in front of producers and executives at Nickelodeon. So (laughs) it was a little bit of pressure, but once again, I just went there to have some fun like I did in the past ones. So I went, we flew back out to California. I did my audition and the same day that I did my audition, they brought me back in um, like 20 minutes or so after and Uh, the president of Nickelodeon was asking me questions and like how long I've been acting, different things like that. And then he said, do you want to be on all that? And I said, oh, I (laughs) I just, I wasn't expecting him to say that. So I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little Mr. President Nickelodeon, (laughs) sir. Like I was just, I was like starstruck almost. And then they said, well, that's what's happening. And I started like crying. Um, So it was just, really, it was exciting, really, really exciting. But then I was also emotional because I'm like, yes, like three years of like working really hard at this. And finally, it's like, I've gotten like my dream role. I've always wanted to star Mm -hmm. in a comedy show on Nickelodeon. Like, here I am. It just felt really surreal in that moment. All the
0: work paid off. Right. So you also have another project that you did, uh, Am I Next? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes.
1: What my next was a song that I wrote a couple months ago, and um, basically I wrote it in the height of Black Lives Matter movement, and it was like my fear for like my life, and so I wrote it, and I'm very like active on social media that of really almost like sending out this message and social justice and all this, but I was like, I have to do something more normally how I get my emotions out is by writing so I was like let me write Mm -hmm. a song I wrote a song that day and I wrote am I next that day and showed it to my mom so we could do something with it because I felt like this message needs to get out because to hear it like hear it from all these people like Black Lives Matter and the kind of stuff but to hear the fear to hear the sadness that comes up and evokes from me and other people like me so that process it was it was long but i feel like throughout the process i the song developed into more than just fear it developed to like not only fear but a cry for help and mm-hmm. anger like mm-hmm. that this is happening to people like me for no reason so yeah. it was definitely it developed and now it's like we have to do something we have to make this known that this is happening to people and it can't happen more. So that's kind of, that was my inspiration behind Am I Next as well as the video, music video for
0: it. Yeah. Oh. I love when young people do, do stuff that kind of makes a difference out there. Yes. And, and, I love you know, that. I just wish adults would listen to each other. Yeah, no, Nobody's, yeah. Right. I, I know that, you know, you're young uh, and a lot of the teenagers, they listen to each other.
1: Adults, right,
0: yeah. it's, it's like once you become an adult, no, if, if if I don't agree with what you what you believe, yeah. then nope, I'm not having it. And I'm like, yeah, we. That's the only way that we are going to get through all of this mess exactly. that's going on is if we just listen to each other, communicate. Yeah. You don't have to agree with me, and I don't have to agree with you. But if we will just listen, that's, that's I think right. that that's what our country needs right so now. So important.
1: I totally agree. I feel like that was a great, really great way of wording it. I think. Everyone can do a lot better at listening to other people and not just assuming Mm -hmm. the certain things about people because of what they believe or who they are and different things like that. I think it's very, very frustrating that that's still happening and it's been happening for a really long time. Mm -hmm.
0: So um, tell us one or two other things that some a couple other highlights that you've done in your past.
1: Well, I was in the movie Harriet. I played Anger, which oh. was Harriet's niece, and that was, or mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman's niece, which was a lot of fun to film. I was also in Dolly Parton Heartstrings on Netflix. Oh, I oh, was in wow. the Cracker Jack episode, and mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun to film as well. And I actually filmed those around the same time. Those came out last year. This year is going by too fast. I can't keep track of time, but it came, they came out last year. Yeah. So yeah. those are a few other things that I was in. I've been doing like indie stuff. Uh, leading up to my career to prepare me for Mm -hmm. these bigger things. So again, I'm continuing to work right now and working on different things. Like I'm working on an album now and just expanding that moving forward.
0: And I love that that you're getting into everything entertainment because when we first launched our show, the show was actually focused on country music and that's it. That, that, was, was, uh, that was our plan. Months. And then all of a sudden we, were, we expanded to a little more than just country music. Yeah, to pretty
1: much all types of and, music. And then,
0: and then a few months into COVID, you know, like I said, we started, August was our biggest month. We, we interviewed like 44 artists that yes. month in August. And then September started slowing down because a lot of artists started going back to work mm-hmm. with with their, with their careers and their singing right. and all that and so i was like okay i'm used to doing this all the time now how can yes. i fill in these gaps that we're gonna have and then all of a sudden I was like you know what i wonder if we can do the same thing but for actors and actresses and I, so it's been like a pivot point like we've had several pivots this year and then we did that pivot and then here we are we're sitting here like 300 episodes um, yeah. we've had, it's you know, crazy. We, you're the fourth, I think the fourth person from Nickelodeon to come on. So, oh, yeah. so <laughs> that, that's been really cool. And, and now we're being pitched by a lot of teams, um, from that, that are at for actors. And we're sitting here like, all we're doing that's is amazing. just a crazy Great. little show yeah. if we had. If you have told us where we'd be right now, January 3rd, we'd have laughed because we had no intentions of it being where we are. And yet right. here we are. So now we're like thinking, okay, 2021 what is that if we built what we built now what's going to happen in 2021 right. so knowing that what's next for you
1: well next for me is definitely what i've been focusing on is my album that will be released in 2021 it mm-hmm. is it's like my debut album so that's really really exciting um i've All been right. working on it or it's been a goal of mine for like a really long time mm-hmm. and now it's finally happening it's right. going to like How much I've changed since like past songs that I've released, Um, and not necessarily in my next like songs. I released two singles like years ago. Was that years ago? I'm sorry, that's making me feel like, oh my gosh. Um, But I released two other singles, so I want to show like the growth since then, how much I've grown as a singer, as a writer, this, all of that. So I'm very excited for that project. That's what I'm focused on now, but also like. When this is done and when I released it, I want to focus a lot more on my screenwriting and getting some of that stuff pitched and possibly produced or no, definitely produced. I just want to get that kind of stuff out for people to see and see what I work on. Because, of course, like all of this started off as like just fun stuff that I was doing, writing in my room and stuff like that. Now it's, serious. now it's serious. Right. So <laughs> I definitely like to take a more serious avenue with screenwriting as well.
0: Now, as you know, a lot of people they see the actors, the artists and all that, but they don't see like the PR people, the producers, the managers. And right. I feel like the teams don't get enough love. And I always right. said on our show, they're gonna get the love they deserve. So we always like to give the the guests, you know, a few minutes to just talk about their team. So if you want to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are.
1: Well, first, just here since the beginning, I will definitely say my mom is a big part of the team. She's <laughs> she is the team. Yes, yeah, she's, she's all that. amazing. She's all that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> always consistently working, always consistently doing things and putting stuff in place. And she's been the team since November 27, two thousand six. So yes, now as I got older and I started taking things more seriously, um, my my team is my team has grown a lot. Like. The managers and PRs, like you said, I want to give a shout out to my manager, agent, PR person, Team Aria for my music, everyone. So just I want to say give a shout out to Jessica Katz and your team. You guys are absolutely amazing for everything that the you girl. have done for me, yeah. that you consistently are working to do for me. I want to say thank you to my manager, Nelson, managers, Nelson and Garrett. You guys are amazing as well and constantly working for me, too. My agent, Gina. You guys are amazing. Kyle and Chelsea, you guys are amazing. Just all of you are constantly working to make me better and help me grow. So thank you guys so much.
0: So tell us a parent story that, you know, and you probably got a thousand of them. Oh. I, Of mm-hmm. course, I'm not looking for a thousand. But tell us a story that kind of stands out where your parents went above and beyond for your career and you thought, wow, they get this is my passion.
1: Right. OK, let me see. That because I could give you a thousand right now just flip them <laughs> off so I guess a big one was when all that came up mm-hmm. that oh okay, I'll, I'll tell that one there are so many though they're amazing um but when all that came up the second I got the audition and we were all jumping over the roof and we were excited but like, there was no hesitation like oh, let's do this this is what she wants there was no like Oh, but then, we'd have to move to California. There was none of that. It was just all like, let's go. This is what you want to do. And they're, they're always keeping me in check and making sure like I'm staying on task and focused and doing the right things because like you sacrifice so much. I have to put in a, the same amount of hard work as well. So they, they keep mm-hmm. me in course that way, but they never show any type of like rebuttal, I guess, for it. They just, yeah love Mm -hmm. to see me happy and love to see me living my dreams. So when that happened, they were like, we might have to move to California, but okay. Um and then the deeper we got in the process, they started thinking about it more, of course, but it was never like a I don't think we can do it. It was a how are we going to do it? So I think that's they're amazing. And that's one that definitely Mm -hmm. stood out. Because we we definitely made it work. And my sisters, um they're five years old and seven years old. They definitely made it. They went through some stuff and sacrificed a lot for me too. Cause I was out there with just my mom um, in California temp- for the time being. And they would visit like a couple times, but I was out there with just my mom. So they didn't get to see their mom every day. And wow. like wow. my dad, he works full time. So he was having to take care of my sisters. It was, they sacrificed so much and mm. they did it like mm. without hesitation. It was just because they wanted to see me succeed and wanted to see me doing what I love. So I love them for that.
0: And that's awesome that you have parents like, that, because, as you yeah. know, a lot of young um, actors and artists don't have that. You know, they, they have you're going to do what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And, you know, and, and they try to steal that dream, because, again, that's one of the things about, you know, you, you, you have a lot of people, they see the big artists the big actors right. and then they broke brother-in-law uh, and they don't yeah. realize that whether it's acting, whether it's um, being an artist, there's actually many levels in between. And I right. think that's where a lot of parents don't realize that you can have a career without never being the big famous person. And I think that that's the part that right. I think I wish parents would get out there and, and they, they might actually give yeah. a chance to their kids then.
1: Right. I think it's about, knowing that it's more than just like the actor like I feel like there's I'll use like on camera as the example like Mm. a lot of people think it may just be like the director and the actor possibly but like someone saying they want to go into the entertainment industry they could there's like a million different options for them you know so there's so many things that they can do and so many ways that they can succeed so it's it's just like any other job it's not really Technically, but it's it's yeah. like any other job. It's and then
0: technology is a game changer. Yeah. And, again? and and then technology is a game changer oh, too. Because right. yes. now you can be noticed without actually being in LA and then move you know. So it, it's we're in a crazy world.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely I think it's technology has helped a lot out. It's a blessing and a curse. Um <laughs> yeah. I think. In this sense, it's definitely a blessing. The fact, like self-tape auditions, that's majority of what I do. Like we send, record the audition at home or in a studio yeah. and then we send it off to the casting directors. It could be a casting director in Paris. Like it, it's just wow. so amazing. Everything that we can do with technology now, how things work, especially in this time, like right now. Yeah. Yes.
0: And, and, and you know, the technology also, like you said, is a double-edged sword because it made it, easy access for you but it also made it easy access for a million kids yeah you know, you know so so now all of a sudden you're where you were competing with maybe a few hundred for that role you may be competing yeah. with a few thousand for that role. right yeah <laughs>
1: it opens it up quite a bit i think yeah
0: but it's, but it's got pros and cons. I love that. And as we were talking about family, you know, as I said before earlier, you know, we have a third co-host. We do. Our little eight-year-old. We yes. have asked. So she, Sandy's going to go get him. Oh, yes.
1: I will go get him. I'm super excited. A couple of
0: questions. <laughs> and um, we've got a 21-month-old little daughter. Wow. When she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show, too. <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> she just don't know it yet. Right.
1: She's, she's in there, but she just, she'll just she find out later. <laughs>
0: You know, i got to build them up for something. You know, we have, we have no idea where all this is going to go and the connections right. that we're making because of this show. Again, we never imagined being where we are in this short time with the show. Because, right. again, we're not even a year in yet and <laughs> and all that.
1: Hi, Hi What's What is your favorite episode of all that? Well, my favorite episode, I think it's difficult to pick a favorite episode, I guess, just because every episode has so many different sketches. But I think I would probably have to say, I don't know the exact number, but it was the DJ Salad Story episode. That would probably have to be my favorite if I had to pick one.
0: Yeah, he even said earlier that he's excited because a new episode's coming on night. didn't you say?
1: Yes, Oh, yes, it is. I'm very excited. It's the Christmas episode. It's like a Christmas special. It comes on tonight and I'm very, very excited for it. Oh, wow. wow. That may be a close second to my, to my second favorite. <laughs> <phase. laughs> yes. Next nice
0: question.
1: All right. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Ooh. Oh, oh, it's so difficult because I feel like it changes <laughs> every day. But I, I guess I might have to say like, oh, okay, I'll say chicken because you can do so many different things with it and mix and match it so chicken.
0: And what's yours?
1: Mine is pizza. Pizza. I mean, yeah, once again, close second, pizza is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he
0: could eat pizza all day long. He could. <laughs> you got any other questions? Uh, yes.
1: Well, what's your favorite subject in school? My favorite subject in school is probably it's probably language arts because writing is a big part of what I do. So or writing and reading. So that definitely helps me a lot in what I do every day. Wow.
0: And what's yours? Favorite subject? Uh,
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> hard. Put
0: him on the spot.
1: That's hard. To reading. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, he loves a reading.
1: He's <laughs> very good at reading. <laughs> right. Bye. Yeah, reading then. has me a lot. Thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you. I speaking too
0: much. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he, he he loves us. Usually he asks one question to each guest, but because again, when we bring on people from his the shows he likes, we're like, mm-hmm. you know what, we'll let him ask a couple questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that. <laughs> so if you could co star with any any actor or actress, yes. Who would it be and what kind of role would y'all want to play?
1: Ooh, okay. If I could co star with any actress. Um, or any actor or actress, it's difficult because I could list so many right now. But I think mm-hmm. the biggest one I would say is Zendaya. She has been like, I've looked up to her for so long. I had like a Zendaya themed birthday party. I, 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 I'm I obsessed. <laughs> She's amazing. I'd love to work with her. And I feel like if I were to start in something with her, I don't know, that's difficult. What kind of role I'd want to play. I feel like I'm open to a lot of things because I think it's fun when you get to play roles that are, mm-hmm maybe creepy or really funny or really sad it's just I think it's as an actor that's one of the most fun parts of the job getting being able to play so many different people wow. which is why all that is a lot of fun too but um I think I don't know what I'd want to play with her but I know if she's in it I'd want to be in it so
0: <laughs> awesome you know this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years and I always like to tell this story before I ask the guest that same question, because the answer she gave us when back five years ago, and a lot of people didn't know who she was, right. was almost to the T of what she's living right now. It top is. of the world no. in the country music scene. So she knew not only where she was going, but she also knew nobody was stopping her. Knowing that, where do you want to be in five years?
1: Well, in five years, I'm definitely going to have a lot more on my resume, music wise, singing. I will have released a project um, that I wrote myself um, or created myself. I think by then I want to like, open the horizons, open the possibilities wow. for myself. So like, not just sticking with acting all the time. Like, I want to be yeah. really on a lot of different things, which is a lot. Um, And it definitely sounds like a lot now that I'm saying it out loud, but I definitely think that's what I want to do. And that's what I love to do. So just being consistently working, because for me, the work, it can get difficult sometimes. But most of the time it's like enjoyable. So I want to be consistently working and writing and singing and all this stuff.
0: And there's there's quite a bit of big artists who are also actors, too. So, yeah, Yeah, I mean, Dolly Dolly Parton, you don't get too much bigger than her at all. Yeah. Yeah. It can be done. All right. um, <clears throat> so let's say we look 15, 20 years down the road and you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like, you have made it. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind her?
1: If the person I am today could meet my future successful self. That's a really good question. Um, I think I would probably what would myself now say to the future self? And would say? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Because, you know, everybody says it the other way. Everybody says, what would you say to your past self? I like to go this way. But I think it's more powerful. Because, again, it's about reminding you where, what who you should be.
1: I would kind of like what you just said. I would probably remind myself of what it took to get there because humility is extremely important with this because like so many of like artists or um, singers, dancers, actors, all of them, a lot of them take a wrong turn when they become too full of themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna remind myself, it's okay to be confident, self-confidence, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get cocky, remember where how you got here. Remember the blood, sweat, tears that went into this. You can like that's, you have to remember where you came from to continue or else you won't be humble. So I, that's definitely what I'd remind myself.
0: And it sounds like you've got the foundation between parents and family that will keep you grounded. Because yes. I, I think that that's the most important part. Yes. You know, when you, like you said, you watch actors and artists, they become famous. And then all of a sudden they crash and burn. Right. And and a lot of times when you look at the people around them, it's all yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. People. So of course, all of a sudden you got this artist or actor that's falling and they can't say anything because all their career they've been just agreeing with them. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like because of your family is behind you, you've got that. They're like, you know what? You you need to straighten up.
1: (laughs) Right. That's definitely, I think you might've read my parents' mind there. Cause they're, they're definitely like at the end of the day. Cause like I have to be like a functioning human. So if I don't, those certain values and morals, if I don't have those, all of this could end today because I, I still have to be a good person. So that's definitely what they live by. They help me pursue my dreams, but they'll kind of pull it back a little bit and remind me. I'm definitely grateful for it because even though in the moment it's like, man, she's mad at me again, but it helps. It helps.
0: <laughs> I love that. Um So let's say you had a friend of yours and and they've been on, they've maybe done a few commercials and maybe one or two, maybe one spot gigs in, in a show here and there. So they're still getting their feet wet, but they just know this is what they're supposed to do with their life. They know it that, you know, when they get in front of that crowd, in front of the cameras, they're like in that zone and they're good. You've even seen them. They're really good. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years?
1: Well, the advice I would give them is just letting them know probably, or I would probably let them know that there's nothing wrong with what they're doing right now. So like what going back to what we talked about earlier, like with the rejection, it's you have to continue moving forward. So like you have those steps, like taking acting classes or voice lessons, whatever you're trying to pursue, continuing to grow at it. But just know that you're not doing anything wrong when someone says no, or you're not doing... The, you're not doing anything wrong when certain things like that happen because it's still like you're going to get no's no matter what you do. So giving up on it, like, because like you said, you're passionate about it, but you can't just fall back and give up on it. Like you have to make sure, of course, you're truly passionate about it and then move forward and keep that mindset that I'm going to get something one day. I'm going to get something one day. I just have to keep going and keep trying. And I feel like a lot of people say, keep going, keep trying, but it it's true. You have to keep going and keep trying at whatever you're
0: trying to do. And You know, this year is probably proven whether people really want it. Right. Yes,
1: yes. Because there,
0: there's a lot of people questioning defining year. this is a defining year said. of whether you continue or whether you find a new or path. A change course. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I think that's I, I say this a lot, I think, but it's about. You have to stick with a path if you're passionate about it. You're going to stick with a path if you're you're truly passionate about it, because if it's something that you really want and you're persevering, getting through whatever comes your way, whatever obstacles are there, you're truly passionate about it. Like this is what you love. This is what you want to do. But if you want to give up instantly, that's not really your passion (laughs) at all.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And Sandy's going to ask the last question for you.
1: Yes. What do you want your legacy to be with your acting and with your music? What do you want to be known for? Well, my legacy, I I definitely want to be known as someone who inspired a bunch of people, even if they don't remember specifics, although I want them to remember specifics about me and remember my life. But I want them to remember the impact I made on their lives, um, that I made on people's lives, that I the things I love to do my morals everything i want people to remember me for being the best person a good person and i also want people to remember that i was always trying to inspire someone and whenever i did something that's where my mindset was to inspire people and to be a good role model for people things like that
0: i definitely love that, love that. And, and you know we really enjoyed having you on the show today we and we did. definitely look forward to having you back down the road
1: yes thank you thank you so much for having me this was so much fun
0: we're oh, we're glad. You. you know, we try to do our show more of a conversation. I don't want to Me feel do. like an interview, I want to be like a conversation.
1: You definitely did that. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I love the questions you were asking.
0: Well, we oh, we definitely appreciate, that.
1: appreciate and bye, it.
0: Bye everyone.